Hey everyone, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations podcast where we believe everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. Our goal is to encourage these types of conversations for our audience to listen to. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have Elliot Greenwood on. He's an incredible guy. I look forward to what he has to say for us today. Uh, he's a young entrepreneur just like myself, and he's been in three different businesses since 15 years old, which is incredible, from men's clothing to investments to uh, real estate. He's also now working on his new app, uh, Checkup, and it kind of acts like an online vet. I don't know. We'll probably dive into that, and he'll give us more details. But So, Elliot, do you uh, mind telling me how you got into business at 15? That kind of that kind of like hit me real I, I, I want to know what, what motivated you to get in at such a young age. Um, so I was kind of in a lost, I guess, period of my life uh, at 15. I mean, I know probably everyone was or is. Um, but my parents offered to take me to a business seminar. They just started going to business seminars. And the big hook was that Arnold Schwarzenegger was speaking at the conference and he was the headline speaker and I was like well of course I want to see and the way that these things work is they actually you get to take a picture with them so I was in at this point I was actually in eighth grade I was like about 13 and obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big movie figure growing up big fan of his movies so I was like hell yeah I want to go but uh anyway yeah so I was super excited about that. And then I was actually interested in a lot of the speakers. And I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then my parents got me to read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. And then from there, I kind of slowly started to build, slowly started to read stuff. And then finally, we actually had, it was an English class of all things. Uh, the teacher was very kind of Robin Williams from uh, Dead Poet Society and was kind of like seize the day type guy and we had this whole semester project where it's kind of like do whatever you want as long as it fits these like very loose guidelines and I was like oh I'm gonna start a business and I wasn't just going to make the best project I was gonna like make into an actual business so that's kind of how I got started in business with that and at the time I was at an all guys high school uh Catholic high school so we had a dress code that fit in that and I was just like ooh like ties that's what we started with is we did ties uh shirts and then we eventually were going to go to everything else but uh that's how i got started that that's actually so crazy that you got to go listen to arnold uh schwarzenegger like i didn't even know he did stuff like that that's that's cool that he kind of just inspired you to do that and i mean <laughs> school there's there, there's two types of teachers the ones that prove who you're going to be and the ones that you just piss you off, like at the end of the day, and that that's cool that you had an English teacher because I've had pretty. There were a lot of. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but uh, yeah. So, kind of talk me through uh, kind of what happened with the uh, like ties. You said is what you started with. Kind of how did it uh, evolve into what your app is now? Checkup, right? Is am I saying that right? Yes, checkup, correct. So. Do you want me to just take you through the whole, I guess, journey? Is that is that where you're? At? I, yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of what I'm I'm asking here. Okay. Um. So the tie business I started and did throughout high school, and actually I was 
we were getting some traction, but I started this, uh, I was pretty young for my grade. So I started this my sophomore year of high school and did this through the, the summer after I graduated high school. So that's two and a half, three ish years about, um, that I was doing this business. And even though we made a lot of progress and I learned so much, uh, my co-founder started, uh, college and was kind of not really feeling the the men's clothing business he's still a an entrepreneur i mean he's my co-founder and checkup so i mean we are still very close and are now working on this but um yeah so from there i kind of was just like okay well do i really want to keep doing the clothing business and while it's something nice i do like clothing a lot um my style kind of changed i think i kind of honed in on the the preppy clothing because that was what was around me being the school I went to. And then once I graduated, I kind of had no need or not as much interest in that. So after that, we agreed to shut it down. Uh, wouldn't have regretted. I mean, it was a great experience. I would not have traded it for the world, but was then looking at going on to something else. Um, I guess to back up, I actually was not going to school. I put off going to college indefinitely to focus on the business uh so then but then the end of the summer came and everyone started school and then we obviously were like okay we don't want to do this anymore um so then i was kind of like out of my plan that i initially set for myself but luckily i have i guess found myself resourceful and quickly applied to school for the next year but in the meantime i kind of was dabbling in other stuff to fill the time i didn't want to just sit around for a year so my family had been investing in real estate uh since 2010 so this was 2017 so i started getting more involved in day-to-day and doing work related to that um which got me involved in real estate investing obviously and i guess to really hit the highlights i've been kind of working on that but also just trying to figure out what's my next move and there was a point where i was doing a bunch of different things at once and i realized that that doesn't work and the only way that you can do that is if you already have everything set in place and you aren't needed, which we were not at for any of these things. So ultimately, I was trying to look for that one thing that I could focus on that was a big idea. And real estate wasn't it, mainly because it's really hard to go raise money to do deals when you're 21 years old and have very little experience especially for the type that I was trying to do, which was like commercial. I was, I actually in March was trying to buy a uh, 60 unit apartment building. Um, so a mentor of me actually recently spoke, he's been winding down his business and he was, he told us he was interested in starting something or he'd love to do something with my co-founder Colin and I, who's my friend in this and in the clothing business. And we kind of just were, we do monthly lunches and we were catching up and we were just kind of spitballing ideas. And then next thing you know, we're like, oh, what about this? And we were kind of mixing a bunch of different business models, but in different industries. And then ultimately we landed on Checkup, which is, excuse me, um, Checkup is, we've said Expedia. I've only recently found out what ZocDoc is. It's pretty close to ZocDoc. Don't know if you're familiar with what that is um, either, but Basically, we plan to be the easiest way to compare vet clinics and instantly book appointments. That is the premise of what Checkup is. Okay, so it kind of operates like a travel site, but just for uh, 
animals and vets type of thing. It's not as, I mean, travel site, I really mean it in the functionality. It's if you try and say like a way to connect all these things, that's a harder sell. I mean, it's kind of like the whole point of why we're moving away from using that terminology is that we are kind of like ZocDoc, kind of like Expedia, kind of like Airbnb. I mean, we're actually a lot like Airbnb as well, but all these things, we're kind of just taking this business model in this way that this one industry works and bringing it to an industry that isn't very technologically forward thinking, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. There's a, actually, this is kind of what I do or whatever. I'm like, if a business uh, hasn't changed within 70 years, throw them out of business because obviously they're not willing to change. And again, you took that business model and you put it in an effective way. I mean, honestly, a lot of people can learn from others. Like you don't need to come up with this crazy, like unique plan. You can take parts from, like you said, Airbnb, uh, Expedia, like all these other uh, companies and then implement it into what it is today, checkup. So I'm kind of just going to hit you here with a question here that I love to ask every single guest that comes on. And that's uh, if you could share one piece of advice with the world, what would it be? One piece of advice. Um, I kind of had two things in mind. I guess I guess they go together. But um, the main one is learn from other people's mistakes any way that you can. You will save yourself a hell of a lot of time if you do that. I know I am very hard-headed, so I sometimes have to do things my own way, but I have been trying and forcing to change myself to learn from other people's mistakes because I want to achieve success at a massive scale at a seriously young age, and for me to do that, I need to learn from other people's mistakes. If not, I'll be 60 when I finally reach all these goals. So the other part of that is just uh, constantly be learning. Part of the constantly learning is to learn from other people's mistakes. So just make sure, I mean, reading up on other entrepreneurs, just reading books and seeing what's worked and what hasn't. That's kind of what I've found is probably the best and most successful piece of advice that I've had in my journey. So far. can I ask you something? Uh, I, how many, do you read on average? How many books do you think you read per year or like audiobooks type of thing? That number is pretty con- uh, inconsistent only because of online courses. Sometimes I'll be on a book phase. Sometimes I'll be on a course phase. So it's pretty hard to compare because some courses are really long. Um, I on, I'm probably the few or in the quite minority of our, people our age um, who actually like to still read physical books mainly because whenever I'm like in my car, I'd rather listen to music. So I, I will actually take the time to sit down and read a book. Um, I probably read, I probably read some books I can read. I read some books more than at some periods of time and some less. So I'd say I read at least a book a month, at least. That's a good number. I know, even though I was waiting around since, uh, so at the beginning of building checkup, being that I'm the business guy and my partners are all software developers, there wasn't much for me to do until we kind of had something to show people. So I was just catching up and just rereading books. And even though I had read about half of them, there was a period of time where I, I think the, the quickest I did is I read about eight to 10 books in a week. Um, but that's all I did is just read. So 
it, it again it's inconsistent but no i mean I think you read you read eight to ten books some of these books were 100 pages and then, and then some of them i had already read i mean okay okay i was like that's nuts books but i already read them before so i kind of was just skimming to the pa- the parts that i knew were important because the other reason i like to read physical books is because i underline everything that's important so when i go back through i save all the time of just going to see what's underlined I think, uh, to a way, like, you're right, because I, like, I don't know, I can't, I read really slow, and for me, I want to just consume as much information as possible, so I'd say I'm actually probably similar to you, I probably finish maybe, like, one audiobook, two audiobooks a week, maybe, but... The the benefit you give audiobooks is the speed, because you can turn it up, you can turn up the speed and crush them. Yeah, you finish a book in like what two hours, and it was a probably would sit down and it would take you two days. It's like it, it's nice, but it's not even that. It's like I, I can listen to a book on a one and a half times speed at least and still retain it. So that's what I mean by the benefit. It, of that. Yeah, it, the beauty of uh, the internet and all that is it's it's incredible, and I don't know. I, I mean, you're obviously going to be ahead of everyone else because if you're reading one bu- book a month, that's, what, 12, like, on average? The average American reads one book a year. So it's like, obviously, you're already getting 12 times ahead, and it's just going to keep, like, compounding on itself, the knowledge. And then that's just going to help you, like, elevate yourself to a level that, honestly, not too many kids our age are going to be at. And they're going to be in for a real awakening when they realize, hey, I wish I did this. So you mentioned the uh, online courses. What I, I, I haven't actually got into that. I'm kind of interested by that. What what do you mean by like online courses? Is it like Coursera or is it like online college classes or just something an entrepreneur did? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of just like interesting courses that a certain entrepreneurs make. So I know for digital marketing and online marketing, the two best sources I have found for courses is Digital Marketer, which is Ryan Dice's company. I don't know if you know that is. They're they're out of Austin. They're very innovative in the space of digital marketing. Their courses are fantastic. They really know their stuff. They don't really fuck around. Uh, all their stuff is very, very insightful. They kind of give you everything you need. They also give you a ton for free. And then the other, which I would say is more, they're more technical And the other side is more creative and also kind of like even easier to like just plug and play. Uh, But I don't know if you've heard, uh, didn't know who uh, Billie Jean Shaw is, but his company, Billie Jean, is marketing. Uh, His courses are fantastic. And he actually ran a special last fall where he retired and he gave away every single one of his courses for 57 bucks. So I snagged that up and I've been doing that for the past almost a year now uh, of all of those courses. And... I mean, even though some of the video quality isn't the best and it's it seems outdated, he's updated it enough to where it's still very, very topical and very useful. So those are that's what I mean by that. Um, I'm doing one on how to go from kind of like no users to like uh, a million monthly active users uh, for to, it's most commonly for software businesses who do this, but it's called Demand Curve. And it's by these uh, these VC guys. One of them's name is Julian. I don't remember, but uh, just a bunch of different like entrepreneurs that'll come out with stuff that 
I mean, I've done, I haven't done any courses by Grant Cardone, but I mean, I've seen some of those courses are probably pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, but those are the only ones I think of off the top of my head. Yeah, Grant Cardone, I, I haven't done any of his courses, but I've like looked at a couple of his like free stuff and he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He has some really. His books are good. Oh, yeah. His books are incredible. But uh, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of ask you another, another question here down on the line, but. Uh, would you say like, I mean, you've kind of had a pretty unique experience here, but would you say you've encountered any challenges that have been uh, beneficial for your growth as a person? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, even though I say that we agreed to shut down our first clothing business, I mean, being the fact that I was 17 years old and I had my first failed business is kind of a very good, good learning experience. Not only because... I was able to reflect on it and look and be like, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is what I would have done differently. Um, but it's one of those things that I've either started or tried to start multiple businesses. And I'm only, I'll be 22 in two weeks. That's, I probably, I probably almost either almost started or started 10 businesses. Uh, and I'm, on, I'm only 21 years old. So it's, the biggest thing I can say that I've taken away from that is each business that I've started, I have, I've reflected on what I did wrong, know what I've done differently. And I've gotten each business started and going way sooner than the last. And I've gotten, I've just gotten better at being like, this is what I need to focus on. This is important. And boom, 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 boom. And then next thing you know, uh, some, I, I have a, a friend who, who is very well connected and has, been spending quite a lot of time he's been spending a year and a half trying to develop his software business and i know he was kind of like holy shit they really did that that fast so june 30th is when we had this idea for checkup and we still have a long way to go but i mean we're coming up on only on this i on committing to pursue this idea less than two months ago from when this is recorded uh, or almost two months ago to where we're trying to roll this out i mean we rolled the the prototype out in three and a half weeks and we're looking to raise fund start raising money within the next month so i'm i'd say that it's all been a good learning curve and has prepared me as all these failures to where i'm at now that i'm kind of ready and I, I feel a lot more confident going forward as opposed to the first time i started this which I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah, yeah, that that answered it actually perfectly. So, you would say that almost in a way, your failed businesses, like from when you were fifteen when you first started to now, has enabled you. So then you're able to produce results results quicker and quicker as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm in my last year of school for a finance degree. And I've learned more in all of my entrepreneurial ventures than I have in any college class for the most part. I have also, we also spent, so we prepped for the clothing business for about a year and a half because we were, we just didn't know what to do. I, I mean, we were fucking 16 years old. Obviously, there was a lot of fear and anxiety about this. And by the time... We learned more in our first like 48 hours of launching the clothing business than we did in the year and a half that we um, had preparing for it. So, I mean, failing businesses is a very, I mean, 
failing in business while humbling is a very good learning experience. And I mean, the two best quotes I can give is the fact that there's one Bill Gates quote, even though he's under a bunch of fire right now about how you, uh, you learn more from failure than success. And I don't remember, I'm butchering obviously the quote, but it is true as you learn a lot more from that. And then the other thing is that they say Robert Kiyosaki has a quote that it's like nine out of 10 businesses fail. So start 10 businesses. And I think that's kind of been my life experience so far is I've just moved from business to business to business until one works. Um, and it's a numbers game as it is in sales. So, yeah, I, I actually, I like the quote, uh, start 10 businesses. Cause what I, I didn't actually, I've never heard that. I've read Robert Kiyosaki's books and stuff. I've actually just never processed or anything. Cause when I went to school or whatever, kids would always be telling me, they're like, nine out of 10 businesses fail. You know that right now? Like, fine, I'm going to start like 20. Then next thing you know, I'm going to have at least one that works. That's all I need. And yeah. I don't know that that's funny that he says that. I, I love, I love that you brought that up. I, yeah. What, what were you going to say there? Sorry. Oh no, it's fine. I, I am horrible about that. So, uh, he also, or yeah, I mean, whenever I, so I went to a college prep school and, 99% of the people that I knew were going to college. So whenever I was telling everybody that I am not going to school to pursue this business, everyone's just like, well, what if it doesn't work out? And then I'm like, I'll start another one. I don't know. Like that's literally like the mindset is that it's just like, if this one doesn't work, I have, I'm lucky that I found my calling to business when I was 15 years old. I'm very fortunate about that. And I try and keep that as a, not only humbling, but just as a very grateful moment, because I know how many people, I mean, I just had a bunch of friends graduate in May and a lot of them still have no idea what they want to do in their life. And I'm very fortunate to know what, exactly what I want to do. And it's one of those that it's just like, yeah, if that one doesn't work out, another one will. I just know this is this is the thing, whether it's the idea, whatever the idea is. I, I definitely agree with you. I, I feel you there too, because a lot of kids, especially, I don't know uh, if it's, I mean, you mentioned that ninety, like ninety nine percent of kids are like, "Oh, why aren't you going to college and stuff?" And I, I've experienced that too. Like when I said to them, though, it was funny because I'd say, "Oh, I'm starting a business. I'm going to do this, this, and this," and it, their mind almost went blank when I said I wasn't going to college because they're just like, "Wait, what? Like, there's another option?" Like they'd had no idea because they've just been conditioned their whole life that, "Oh, this is what I have to do." I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts, uh, because you. You go to college, right, right now, or you still kind of just doing checkup? Yeah, I mean, I if we're being honest, I absolutely, I absolutely hate school. So if I can raise money, I will probably, I won't necessarily drop out. But like, I mean, checkup is my main focus, and it's kind of like, it's kind of the trade off. Is it's this has to work? I mean, if if I'm not doing school, this is what I need to do to work. So I I gotta I gotta do it. So that's. I'm still doing school. Uh, I start school actually on Monday. So, um, but yeah, no checkups focus and, uh, repeat the question. Sorry. <laughs> I was getting caught up on that. Uh, so, so what I said was, uh, like, would you say that a lot of people, I guess I'm going to rephrase it here, but, uh, would you say a lot of people feel like there's only one option when in reality there's college you can go start a business you can trade school all these other options that are actually out there 
Yeah. No, uh, sorry. And I now exactly know where I was going with this. So one of the things that I take pride in mostly because I am kind of a difficult person. Uh, I think I'm a very easy person is to get along with, but like when I say difficult, I mean like I'm pretty stubborn in the fact that I like to do things my way. Um, but, and, and by my way, I really mean more the fact that I like to question why things are done that way. Because one thing that makes me really mad is people that people will say, Hey, you got to do this to get to there, to get to there. Boom. And then I'm just like, but why is that the case? Like, why aren't there outliers? And I mean, being that I just read it, my girlfriend just gave me the book uh, a few months ago and we read it at the same time. So I reread it for the first time in a few years. But um, I consider myself an outlier and somebody very different. And the fact that I like to do things, I, I like to break the way that things are done. Best example I can give is two years ago, no, three years ago, I was leaning towards the fact I leaned away from I started going down the entrepreneurial path. And after the first business failed, I couldn't really come up with another business idea. So I was like, I'm going to go to investing because investing is something that I don't need an idea. I just need to understand how businesses work, how the health of, excuse me, how financials work and stuff like that. And I started pursuing that. And then I eventually wanted to go work for a private equity fund. Uh, I really like turnarounds and leverage buyouts, but I was pretty open to any just in the broad blanket term private equity. Well, everyone that I talked to was just like, well, you got to get an MBA or you got to go work at an investment bank for one to, or for two to three years and then they'll hire you or whatever. And I was just like, I don't want to do that because I, I like things now or I like them sooner. So I was a bit stubborn there, but the thing that comes with being stubborn that's very beneficial is you kind of keep pounding and then maybe that way doesn't work, but you might find a little opening that's somewhere else that you're like, oh, hey, this side route is a lot quicker. So I was networking with a bunch of people and I just was staying on top of it. And next thing you know, last summer, I got uh, an email from a fund that is in town and I have been interning there for the past year. So I think that it's a stepping stone. I mean, I, I'm going to keep the firm private because I know they probably want me to, but um, I'm very grateful to say that I didn't have to do what is the norm to get there. Um, I kind of just found my, found my way through and realized that, I mean, networking is a very big thing. And I think people would rather hire people that they know than people that they don't know. So if it was if their options were between somebody who submitted an application and me who's come into the office a few times and has talked with almost everyone on the team, I think they would pick me and they ended up doing that. So, yeah. That, I, I don't know. I kind of want to say something here. Like, I think there's a theme that's, I don't know. I don't want to say that, but like that's developing here. But from what I'm gathering here, what you're trying to say here is like speed matters. Like how fast you're able to deliver something or find a faster way to do something, that's ultimately what matters at the end of the day. And I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm completely wrong, but would you say that maybe in a way I'm right there? No, you're right. I mean, I have. Ju- it's one of those things that I'm just a very impatient person and I like to move fast when I'm moving. I mean, I definitely have my fair share of being able to relax and all and I know how to enjoy myself quite a bit, but whenever it's go time, it's go time. So, I mean, in the example of that, like, of, like I told you, I 
really was like, okay, this isn't the first time I've tried to start a business. I know everything that we needed to get the ball rolling. This is everything we're going to focus on. And I think one of the things that I found that I've come to with checkup is the fact that I guess I'm, I found that it's worth my time more to lean into the fact that I'm good at being a leader and making, just being good at, I'm very decisive. I'm quick at making decisions and I'm just good at setting the pace, we'll say. So I, I've kind of settled into my role as a leader, I think very early on, a lot of people like to control stuff and I have tried to delegate as much stuff as possible so that, and just make sure everyone on my team has everything that they need so that we can keep moving forward as fast as possible. Because I mean, at the end of the day, speed of implementation is what is going to have uh, a team succeed over a team fail. So, I mean, yeah, I guess speed is the theme here. Um, I guess I never thought of it like that, but yeah, no, I think you're pretty right and pretty spot on with that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're going to, yeah, begin to like wrap up here. So, uh, what, what, what do you want the audience to remember about Elliot Greenwood? Like, what do they want to remember about you? Um, that was a tough one. Wow. I mean, of course I want them to know checkup because that's what I'm trying to get going now and always be branding. But, um, I would say that life is too short to not go as big as you possibly can. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, especially because I've been saying this for the past six years of my life, but I keep telling everyone I'm going to be a billionaire because the whole premise of what I want to do is once I'm a billionaire, I can have all this fun with all my friends and do all this stuff, uh, give to causes that I'm interested in, be able to actually focus on building a craft that I want, because once you don't have to worry about money, it's great. So I would say go for, if there's something that you really want to do, figure out how you can do it and how you can monetize it because that's the key that I found when I've been trying to get all of my friends to pursue what they're interested in is you can't just master it. You got to figure out how to monetize it. Uh, So yeah, that's the biggest takeaway I'd say is figure out how you can monetize the thing that you care about the most and go for that. I like that. That that's really good. Uh, everyone that is Elliot Greenwood. Uh, thank you for coming on you. That, that was definitely really good things that you had to say. And uh, is there any way that you would like uh, people to reach out to you if they listen to this, want to like invest in checkup or anything like that in particular? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can, for anyone who's interested in anything business related, I'm very active, not posting wise, but uh, I check LinkedIn all the time. You can find me on LinkedIn, just search Elliot Greenwood, two L's, two T's. Um, you can find me there. I'm starting, uh, I, I post a little bit more personal stuff on Twitter, but I do post a lot of business stuff on Twitter. Uh, I'm a big, big meme and music guy, so you'll see a lot of that too. So Twitter's not completely serious, but um, those are probably the two best ways. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, feel free to message me, DM me on Twitter, message me on LinkedIn. Um, check out the checkup website, checkup.app, uh, no E C H C K U P dot app. Uh, we will have an app coming soon, even though we don't have one yet. Um, and yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be doing big things very, very soon. So, uh, thank you for having me on Josh. Uh, let me know if you have another podcast for me to come on or need me to come on again yeah it's it's been a pleasure you have had great things to say 
So everyone, that's Elliot Greenwood. As you can tell, he's a very intelligent person. Uh, tune in to next week's episode. Great person coming on. And thank you for listening. And we'll be right back with you guys next week. Let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentcombos.com and there should be a form there for you guys to fill out. Thank you guys again and let's get after it.